Christmas is coming. <laughs> How fast is this year you go? Sunday the 3rd of December is our Christmas concert and dinner, so start inviting your friends now. Okay, it'll be 6 o'clock here. The usual, we'll have just a fun time, just a relaxed time, and then we will go to the cafe and everyone will eat their yummy food and enjoy being together, okay? And then two weeks after that, on the 17th, we have our, <laughs> we have our picnic at the beach and uh, down just the end of Karen Up Road there, and that's a fun time too. It's that time of year when people are unwinding. For a lot of people, it's the most stressful time of the year, <laughs> but it's supposed to be the most joyful time of the year. So uh, we're just gonna go down and have a good time having a picnic at the beach on the 17th of December, okay? Alrighty. Thank you, team. Let's just um, get to the word tonight. And that looks very heavenly, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, so tonight, um, I think I shared a few weeks ago about going out, but I just want to share tonight about entering in, okay? And entry is something that is um, precious, actually. Having access to something or to someone is um, quite a precious thing and quite special at, uh, um, at times. It's not available to everyone. You may have tried to get in somewhere and you didn't have the ticket, or you didn't pay the price, mm -hmm. or you, you, know, you just didn't fit the bill. Mm -hmm. And they said, no, sorry, you can't come in here. And they wouldn't allow you to have access or entry to that place. And it was a privilege. It's a privilege. Sometimes there's clubs that you cannot get entry to because you, you know, I've been in America, <laughs> I've been in America and there's certain places there where you cannot join their club if you're not a certain colour or you're not a certain religion or whatever or a certain social status. So when it comes to entering in, it can be quite a, a privilege and uh, if you don't meet the requirements, you can't go in. Uh, there might be some requisites that you need to follow to be able to enter in as well. There's uh, events. You know, who loves going to the football or the cricket or to the tennis or something? No, all right. <laughs> Not these well, if you don't have a ticket, then you won't get in. There's other things where you need to, to enter in, like um, university or certain schools, top schools. You can't enter in unless you get a certain result. There's entry requirements. There's entry um, to countries if you don't have a certain visa. Guess what? You can't get in. So if the job market, if you don't have the qualifications and sometimes the experience, you can't enter into that workplace. So, you know, there's always aspects in our lives about entering in. And when things happen in our lives sometimes, we enter into a new season or a new chapter of our lives as well. You know, I was thinking about the, the negative side of this and I was thinking about burglars when they break in, God forbid that a burglar breaks into your house, but if they do, it's called forced entry, okay? They force their way in. But I want to look obviously at the way the things of God work. We're going to look at it from the, um, the, the perspective of the kingdom of God. And when it comes to the kingdom of God, it's not about forced entry, it's not about coercion, it's about choice. It's always about choice, and God gives us a choice, okay? 
God loved us so much. He wanted fellowship. He wanted <coughs> restoration to happen. And he chose to enter our world. He chose to enter our world, our sin-filled, dark, perverse, crooked place through Jesus Christ. He chose to enter our world so that we could be redeemed back to enter his world, his perfect, pure, beautiful, life-filled world. I think that's really wonderful. Not only that, but he entered into a covenant with us, a blood covenant through the blood of Jesus. He entered into that and he entered into promises. He made promises to us. He didn't say you have to be perfect and then you can enter heaven. He didn't say that. He just said, if you believe, you've entered into covenant with me. And when we are born again, and that's the first pass, first scripture I'm going to go to. When we are born again, God's <coughs> spirit enters us so that we can enter into the kingdom of God. Jesus said this, when Nicodemus came to him, and he said, how can I enter heaven? How can I enter? Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water, that's natural birth, and the spirit, which is spiritual birth, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So that's the criteria for entering, okay? Being born again. So you need, basically, a new birth certificate. <laughs> Yeah, spiritual birth certificate. Yes, I believe in Jesus. The good thing is that when you're born again, you get that new spiritual birth certificate as such. You don't have to worry about visas and all the rest of it. You are automatically a citizen. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? So awesome. Okay, let's go to the next passage and have a look at what Jesus said about entering in. In Matthew chapter 7, he says this, and I think this is one of the most powerful, I always say this, it's a powerful scripture. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and then done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. This scripture is just so powerful. It's always, always impressed me. Because it's not about what you do. It's about your relationship with God. These people prophesied, cast out demons and did all these supposed miracles. Signs and wonders and miracles. But he said, I don't know you. I don't know you. It's about relationship. Not only were they doing these other so-called spiritual things, but he said, you practice lawlessness. So there was, you know, the essence of godliness, and yet they were practicing ungodliness. He said, I never knew you. You cannot enter in. Just because you call me Lord, you haven't made me Lord. I don't know you. And then this is also said, so you are born again, 
do the will of God. And it says, enter by the narrow gate. Because I was saying, how do we enter in? He said, enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. Enter by the narrow gate. It's not always easy. It's not always easy following the Lord. It's not always easy. But he said the way to destruction, that's so easy. No effort involved there. Off you go, just down the road of destruction. And many will go that way. But he said, enter by the narrow gate. Because narrow is the gate. Difficult is the way. He didn't say it was easy following him. He said, difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. Now, when you think few, you go, oh, that's awful. But when you read in the book of Revelation, those who stand before the throne of God in the end of time, there's a countless number who are worshipping. Countless. So when he says few, a few's a lot. Okay? And here's another verse about entering in. And Jesus told stories. He told lots of stories to illustrate things. And so he's saying this about gifts and talents and following. When the Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And he was telling a story about an earthly master, but he was equating it to himself, okay? He's basically saying, to have the Lord say to you, well done, good and faithful servant, means that you have what? Been faithful over a few things. Sometimes we think we've got to do this, and we've got to do this, and we've got to do that, and we've got to do this, and we've got to do that. But he said, you've just been faithful over a few things, and that's pleasing to the Lord. And then he says this, I will reward you. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Don't be stressed and anxious all the time. Don't feel like you have to do this and you have to do that and you've got to be always busy, busy, busy about the work of God. He said, just be faithful in the few things that I give you. And that's enough. And you can have joy knowing that God is pleased with that. You enter into the joy. Don't stay in the place of anxiety or stress. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He doesn't overburden us, okay? He doesn't overburden us. And then, again, he's teaching his disciples. And it says... Jesus looked around and he said to his disciples, because they said, who can enter the kingdom of God? And he said, how hard it is for those who have riches to trust the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words. Like, oh, that's shocking. So anyone who's rich can't enter the kingdom of God? No, he didn't say that. He said it's hard. He didn't say it's impossible. He said it's hard for those who have riches. Why is it hard for them? 
He said this. He said, children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches. Okay, it's not about having the riches. It's about having trust in the riches. It's hard for them who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It's actually easier for a camel, huge animal, <laughs> to go through the eye of a needle, which was a tiny little space in the wall of the city. It's easier for a camel, and they would have to get down on their knees and scoot through. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. It's not impossible, but there's that lowering themselves, there's that humbling, like the camel has to lower themselves, the rich one has to humble themselves, stop trusting in their riches and trusting God. And they can enter. He's just saying it's hard if you trust in the things that you have. All right? So he's teaching his disciples these many lessons about entering into the kingdom, the values of the kingdom. So how do you get to the kingdom? Jesus said it's easy. I'm the door. <laughs> you open a door. The door's usually an entry point. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. That's pretty simple. And will go in and out and find pasture. Not only is the entry point, but the provider. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. We can enter into that place of provision and peace and pastures and security and salvation because he is the way. He said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. But he also said, I'm the door. <laughs> okay. Let's have a look at a few passages in Hebrews. If you're not convinced here about entering in, I hope you will be at the end. In Hebrews, I love this passage too. To whom did he swear? This is God. Who did God say? He didn't, he, he didn't swear, curse them. Whom did he swear that he would, they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So he's basically saying, look, if you don't, it's like if you say to your kid, if you don't clean your room, you're not getting ice cream. Okay? He said, if you don't enter your rest, why? Because you've been disobedient. So we see that they, the people of God, who kept going round and round in the wilderness, we could see that they did not enter because of unbelief. Okay? So you've got two aspects there. Disobedience, they didn't obey, and unbelief. That's why they didn't enter the rest or the peace of God. And then he says in the next chapter, let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, okay? Lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. So if you want to have peace and rest in your life, then trust God. The people disobeyed and they didn't trust, so they didn't enter that place of rest because of their disobedience and their unbelief. Okay, what else is talking about being entered into? We're starting to make our way towards heaven now. In Hebrews chapter 9, it says, Christ has not entered the holy places 
in other words, the tabernacle here and to the Holy of Holies. He was the priest, the high priest. He has not entered the holy places made with hands, in other words, the man-made temple, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. He has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. The priest used to take in these offerings, these sacrifices constantly on behalf of the people and it could never cleanse them, okay? But here, Jesus himself has entered into heaven. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. He did it for us. He entered the presence of God saying, Father, here's the sacrifice for these people. And it was himself that was a sacrifice. So, the picture's in heaven now. So who can get into heaven? Anyone who believes in Jesus and follows him. But it says here, there should be no means enter it, anything that defiles, nothing unclean. Anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. And you receive Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God, as the sacrifice for your sin. When you believe in him and you're born again, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Only those can enter. Is your name in the book? Uh, yes. Come on. <laughs> Come on in. But outside are those who are disobedient, and those who would not follow. Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. Jesus is the door and we can enter the gates of the city, the new Jerusalem, the new heavens, the new earth. All these wonderful, wonderful things await us. The blessings are those for those who keep his commandments, who follow the Lord, who've made the good choices. The good choices. How do you enter in? You make the right choices. Simple as that. Simple as that. And yet it's probably the hardest thing for some people to do. But outside are dogs, not literal dogs, of course, unclean. Sorcerers, it's witchcraft, sexually immoral, murderers and idolaters, and whoever loves and practices a lie. You cannot enter if you practice these things, if you do these things. And then the good part, Revelation 21 verse 3, God himself will be with us. He'll be with them. All of those who believe, who follow, who enter in, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. I love that passage of scripture. Those who enter in, no more death, no more sorrow, no more sickness, no more pain. Just pure 
perfect peace in the presence of God. How awesome is that? How awesome is that? Thank you, Lord. Do you have your new birth certificate? Amen. Father, we just thank you. We thank you that we can enter into this wonderful, wonderful promise. The presence of God. Lord, this is for the future. But Lord, we can enter right now, as in Psalm 100 says, I will enter your gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter your courts with praise. Lord, we can do that on a daily basis. We can enter into your sweet presence. Lord, now and in the future. Lord, it's a declaration of what awaits us and a choice that we make each day to enter into your purposes for our lives, to enter into um, communion with you, to enter in agreement with your will, to walk with you, Lord, to walk with you, that we could enter that rest because we believe, that we could enter that rest because we obey and follow you. Lord, we just thank you for all your wonderful promises to us, that you've made the way, that we don't have to force entry. We just follow. We trust and we follow. Thank you for your goodness poured out upon our lives, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I just pray for each and every one here. That your hand of blessing would be upon each and every one. Lord, whatever they're facing in this week or the months ahead, that you go before us and make the way straight. That you lift off any heaviness, you take away any fear of the future or fear of the unknown. That your peace that passes all understanding would just guard our hearts, guard our minds, and that you would lead us into the place of green pastures, still waters, and refresh our souls. We just thank you, Lord, that you are a good, good Father. We have entered into the blessings of the Lord, and you just take us day by day by day until we are with you in eternity. Thank you, my God. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, everyone online. Have an awesome week. Everyone here, have an awesome week. Say hi to somebody. If you need prayer, I want to pray with you. Say hi to somebody. <laughs>